Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Quick Episode 45. Today is our Patreon-sponsored movie review, and this week, suggested by Ben Hansey, we are watching The Age of Innocence, or we did watch The Age of Innocence. This movie was released in 1993, directed by Martin Scorsese. Definitely one of his more under-the-radar films in terms of if you ask someone, anyone on the street to name five or ten Martin Scorsese films, this is probably not getting mentioned. And uh, starring Daniel Day-Lewis, so Daniel Day-Lewis paired with Martin Scorsese, Two of the greatest at their craft. Quick synopsis of this movie. Wealthy lawyer Newland Archer, played by Daniel Day-Lewis, is engaged to sweet socialite Mary Welland, May Welland, played by Winona Ryder, in 1870s New York. On the surface, it's a perfect match. But when May's beautiful cousin, Countess Ellen Olenska, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, who is estranged from her brutish husband, arrives in town, Newland begins to question the meaning of passion and love as he desperately pursues a relationship with Ellen, even though she has been made a social outcast by Archer's peers. This is a period piece, as it mentions, from the 1800s, almost like a borderline costume picture with the production design and the costume design you see in here. Definitely, I mean, I don't have the official genre in front of me, but it's definitely a romantic drama. Um, Clearly from the cast I mentioned with Daniel Day-Lewis, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Winona Ryder. They're, they're not lacking star power whatsoever in this. It was nominated uh, at the Oscars for Best Costume Design and Actor in a Supporting Role and Original Score, Adapted Screenplay. So it's based on a book, um, which kind of goes with the theme of this week. We we're doing, you know, book to film adaptations. This was nominated for four Oscars. I don't have in front of me if it won any. I don't think it did. But, yeah, from that, we will get right into it. They did actually win the best costume design. I have that right there, but they are nominated for the other three. Um, I do think the costume designs are strong in this one, but we're going to kick it over to Seth's film reviews to start us off with his thoughts on The Age of Innocence. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll start off my rating. I rated this a three out of five. Um, I, I checked before. I think I've, this is my 17th rating Scorsese, and this is my lowest rated Scorsese. Um which says a lot about his films, considering this is not even this is still a positive rating at the end of the day. It's three star. Um, I, I I'm surprised I didn't like this more. I was ultimately less quite disappointed by this. I am quite fond of, of period pieces the majority of the time, um, if done well. And I do think this is well crafted. I think it's a well crafted you know film on on the blind obedience of tradition, on etiquette, social etiquette, and I think it's stylish. Uh, the costume design and then the production value are just brilliant and it, it is great to look at and there are some phenomenal shots and i think diane day lewis Renan narada the, the the you know the cast uh, and uh, michelle fire for the cast the cast is great and there is definitely some fantastic performances in there but it suffered for me from a being probably overly long and i tend to say that quite a lot but i think with a film like this i do think it was uh less than intriguing side characters i would say i mentioned that in my review there were some side characters which i just couldn't care less about and i don't think they were fleshed out to, to, to what they need to be for the story and, and my main um my main sort of gripe with this film was the editing choices so i found the editing to be bizarre uh there'd be you know a scene where it would fade into the same scene um which i found really really annoying to be honest with you for the majority of the time and i know that's just a, a a personal preference and i also i found i think the uh obviously the you know the, this is a film where it's you know got narration over the top i can't remember who, who, who narrated it but I mean, that's a it's it's a tough one to crack, and it's always a risky move having having a narrator of a film. Didn't really work for me, and it kind of took me out of it. And you know, when you're watching a film, you kind of want to be in the film and not be thinking about the fact it's a film. And I think it's a tough 
Uh, you're walking on a tightrope with having a having a narrator, in my, my opinion. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a three out of five. I think the, the pros definitely the costume design, production design, great. There were some phenomenal shots, and the acting was all really really good, as expected from this cast. Um, but it just suffers from some pretty less than intriguing characters being slightly overly long, and a just some bizarre editing choices. But like I said, the three out of five is still positive for the most part. I did enjoy it. I think it goes back to what George said, which you can listen to on our Q and A. Set design, production value, it can make or break it. And if it's got that as as well as this did, it's going to make me enjoy the film, even if I'm not that fleshed into the story. Um, it's my lowest rated Scorsese out of the 70 or 18 I've seen, but I still rate it a 3 out of 5. So it was fine for me, anyway. George, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Seth. I texted you guys while I was watching the movie saying, like, I just, I, I don't like period pieces. Um, and I, I, I don't write off the genre obviously going into a movie directed by scorsese that includes daniel day lewis winona Ryder, and michelle pfeiffer i'm going in with an open mind but i'm still going in hesitant but i just i can't find myself becoming attracted to these kinds of films just the style of dialogue is just it, it just removes me from any enjoyment from this film i think it's so annoying and i hate to say that because i feel like that's just such like a shallow uh insult i guess um, but period pieces are just, they've just never been my thing. And at the end of the day, like Seth said, the production design, the costume design, it, it's all gorgeous. This movie was beautiful to look at, but if I'm not enjoying the film, I, I just can't rate it highly. And I just not find myself invested in anything going on. Um, the characters just felt a little one dimensional, a little bland outside of, um, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, the supporting cast didn't really do it for me. They didn't add anything. They just kind of felt there as uh, plot device tools. Um, and then Seth, I'm happy you touched on the narration. I hate that. I hate it. And not like hate it across all film. I just hated it in this film. It, it just ran so long. Like, like sometimes, like some narration in this movie just ran for like five minutes straight. And I'm like, get to the fucking movie. Like, just get to the get to the movie stop narrating i I know stop talking about painting on the fucking wall um but no it's it's so like it's so hit or miss because i can absolutely like respect this movie for like its technical achievement because the production design was crazy every there were so many shots where i was like i didn't even think of this like how do you think to put this one small detail in this one small frame um yeah i was just gonna say one thing i would say is this is kind of why eventually i'd like you to watch barry linden because Tyler, you can kind of attest to this. There is a narrator in Barry Lyndon, and it's a make or break, but I think in that sort of period piece, it works, in my opinion, anyway. And I think one thing that annoys me about a lot of period pieces, you're kind of just watching rich people do rich people shit. And it's like, I don't really care for a lot of it. Whereas in something like Barry Lyndon, sorry to obviously go back to that, but you are seeing a progression in life. You're seeing different events. Whereas yeah. in this, you're kind of just seeing events move over each other, and you kind of just watch rich, watching rich people talk pretty yeah. much yeah it's it's yeah. also like i don't know i don't want to call this movie pretentious because that's obviously exactly what they're going for it's a period piece in mid 1800s about the wealthiest of the wealthy um but like i just i can't stand the, the opening opera scene i was i wanted to rip my ears off i was like this is just not great um but this just felt like martin scorsese was like i don't want to say he was like a swing because this man swings for the fences all the time and for the most part it pays off but this seems like he like really just walked out of his comfort zone and he was like you know what i got daniel day lewis i got michelle pfeiffer i got winona Ryder. 
let's see what we can do here. Let's try a period piece. And um, I'm with Seth. This is my lowest rated Scorsese film, unfortunately. I still give it a three out of five. Um, so, which for me is just super average. I, I won't say I'm positive or negative on it. Um, but yeah, overall, not not my favorite Scorsese film. And it did, definitely didn't help out my, uh, my love or hate of period pieces. Yeah, I think... Uh... Martin Scorsese is known for most of his films being, you know, bombastic banger of movies that are epic to the max, to the fullest, whereas this is a lot more reserved romantic drama. So it is definitely a little different than what we're normally seeing from him. I'm glad you mentioned the opening opera scene because for me, like, I don't dislike period pieces probably as much as you, but I'm not a huge fan of them. So a movie like this, like this style of movie is already going to take me a little bit to buy into. And that opening scene is just so drawn out and slow. And like, there's just so much footage of like the actual opera going on on stage. And you just keep panning back and forth between like Newland, Daniel Day Lewis and like his gang. And then like uh, you see uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and them up there. And it's just, I just felt like we were in that opera for so long. And it was just like the worst way personally for me to hook me to where from there, I just could never fully sink my teeth into this one. Um, but I'll go to Cam now before I give the rest of my thoughts. Yeah. Um, so I have this at a 70 out of 100. Um, it's kind of the initial score. We'll see where it lands. So it's a three and a half out of five. Um, for me, this is kind of like what you guys touched on. And I hate how I feel like when we just talk so much, we just blend together as one voice. But it's like this is one of those movies where I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the writing. I I, I was fine with the uh, narration, which was narrated by Joanne Woodward, by the way. Look that up. Um, but I, I enjoyed this movie a lot it, um, in all of like like you guys mentioned, technical aspects, like the production design was insane. I think directing is really good. Um, just I just. I just kind of feel bored um and that may just be coming with the with the period piece um and that's where like you know i always say i rate movies objectively with you know obviously i don't because it's impossible but um it's one of those things where like all of these points like i respect all of this from this movie i just it's just doesn't always resonate with myself um you know idiot superhero lover um but that that's kind of my biggest takeaway is that like I love the produ- production design. I like the acting. Obviously, you're gonna what do you get? Michelle Pfeiffer, Daniel Day Lewis, Winona Ryder. Not gonna be bad acting. No one's gonna no one's gonna like, fumble the bag there. Um, this did I, I feel like right, a very reserved Daniel Day Lewis though. It did. Yeah, you, I think kind of hostile. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it, it's it's the what, character he's playing, but like it's a role. Like I'm surprised he took this role because I feel yeah. like. He, well, he does, but like, he's like, he just, he's done well, a few reserves roles, hasn't he? No, but like, him, to, him and Christian Bale, like, yeah, like, he's like very, this or, him and Christian Bale are very similar in that they like, I don't think they pick the movie, they pick the character. Because yeah, they, they want to like, they want to see how far they can stretch their acting ability. And this just seems like, this is like a walk in the park for Daniel Day-Lewis. He's not doing anything crazy. He's not, you know, he's not giving us a, there will be blood transformation type role it's it's just i was watching the movie i was like, it's just very interesting that like he took this role but then i'm like if martin scorsese asks you to be in his movie you're gonna be in his movie also on his character what kind of a name is newland man? I just thought. that's just like that's yeah it's just like yeah what's the name that makes him sound rich i mean it's based on a book but it's like when you write the book it's like <laughs> let's, let's just make him sound rich the same newland, newland. <laughs> yeah 
can't find I can't find his his filmography easily laid out, but I'm interested to see where this falls like in what movie this was. Like did he start off a little more reserved? Obviously he's an older uh, actor, so this isn't the start, but this is obviously before, you know, a lot of other iconic roles of his. Um so have you guys seen Lost of Mohicans by Michael Mann? Yeah. It, that was around so it was the year like mm-hmm. year after that. So I guess uh, I'm trying to think because Guns New York, he was quite out there. That old was quite yeah. out there. Um, Lincoln, Lincoln I mean, yeah. isn't out there necessarily, but like yeah. he's fucking incredible. Yeah, you know? I would say he, I would say won. probably like you said, Cam, he was kind of like progressed into that different. Yeah, role like you, you know, maybe finding his footing as an actor. Obviously, he won an Oscar three years earlier. Oh, did he? That's yeah, what I was my, wondering. For my for left foot, yeah. My left foot, and then he did. Was he in Gandhi? Like early eighties, early early Gandhi. Yeah, so. Wonder what happened to his right foot. <laughs> Chill. Watch the movie. I haven't seen my left foot actually. I need to watch that. Oh, is is the movie not a not a good one to make that kind of joke? He plays a an autistic man. Oh, oh. Jesus, <laughs> that's tough. I didn't. Brilliant. It's okay. Ignorance yeah. was, was bliss in that moment for you. Yeah. 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 Tyler, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah. Or, no, 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 no. All right. So what he has cerebral palsy. My cerebral my palsy. Phone. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My that's uh, probably worse on my part. I agree with uh, George's sentiment about the the narration as well. I just really didn't care for it. I just found it to be, again, adding to this, just like unable to fully engage me into this movie, into the screenplay. I thought the production value was great. I thought the acting performances were solid. Like uh, this isn't anywhere near Daniel Day Lewis's best or Scorsese's best, but that's more a testament to like their other works as opposed to ripping their work in this movie. But if we're gonna stack them up against all their other acting performances for day lewis and directing movies directing movies for yeah. scorsese this is nowhere near the top for me um but still they, they, they did solid like we mentioned he had to be more reserved for this role it's just the nature of it and it's just a romantic drama at the end of the day with the man kind of being a little playboy thinking he's super smart and witty and cunning and being able to kind of two-time everyone and pull fast ones what pretty much everyone knows that he's not nearly as smart as he thinks he is um yeah for me i think i haven't officially stacked it up in my spreadsheet but it's a three borderline 2.5 and the 2.5 would be just so much because of just purely enjoyment like i think technically this movie is very well done although i do genuinely have issues with the narration and think the editing not only for the weird editing choices seth mentioned but i think just a lot could have been cut from this i thought this could have been trimmed down 20 30 minutes just Especially just like looking back at that opening scene, it was just so long, and I just didn't think it really needed to be. Um, so for me, it's between a two point five and three out of five. Um, it's been one that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and like obviously, eventually, I want to get down both Daniel Day Lewis's and Martin Scorsese's filmographies. So this is a good two birds with one stone. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where my thoughts end on it. I have a there's a couple pieces of fun facts that I've got for this film. Um, not a ton Ooh. of. Fun I think we I think yet. we're in the the minority. You know, I know yeah. some people who think this is. This is a lot of people love this. Like the letterbox, which I kind of understand. I looked up a couple. I looked up a couple reviews, and they're all four out of five or higher. It's got three point seven, so it's like it's not one of his lowest ones, but it's also not like a Goodfellas or whatever. You know, I mean, it's not like that sort of. Yeah, a lot of people love lowest rated movie. Yeah, it is. But Tyler, what are your thoughts? It's not his lowest rated. On wait, on what? Sorry. I assume you're talking letterbox. I said, I wonder what his last oh, rating is. Oh, this is. I think it's... Um, no, no, no. The one that everyone says is very, very similar to La La Land, I think. 
New York, New York, I think it might be. The one Robert De Niro. Synodog, New York? Or New York, New York? No, no, that's not Scorsese. Uh, New York, New York. It's got Robert De Niro in. Uh, It's very similar to the whole end, apparently. I haven't seen it. Interesting. I think it might be that. Like Um, a low three, something? Yeah, the only two fun facts I got here is... uh, So, Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, this is an earlier film in his filmography, but he's always been the method actor, and he checked himself into the Plaza Hotel as as Newland Archer and lived there for two weeks wearing clothes suitable to his film's character, and he did that to get himself in the mindset of Newland. Um, So, yeah, even from his early career, he was... Imagine. And I feel like this is probably the tamest method acting he did, where he's just like, I'm just going to live in this hotel for two weeks wearing the clothes and being named Newland Archer. Imagine seeing someone, and maybe it was it wouldn't be as weird in 1993, but imagine someone would. today it's for like, like a for like, hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, three, someone now like checking into a hotel and like you get pictures of like, we'll say Timothy Chalamet and he's just dressed up for like three <laughs> weeks and just talking like he's in the And calling himself Newland. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> This guy's such. I would just be like, this guy's such a jackass. Like, go away. Stop talking like this. Stop, stop narrating things in the 1870s or whatever. Like, get out of here. I've always wondered, like, how far. Because, like, there's plenty of method actors in Hollywood, um, but Daniel Day Lewis is probably the most notorious for being just getting so immersed into his roles where, like, he says he has to take a good amount of time between roles to just, like, become himself again and decompress because it's so intense. I always wonder how far of a method actor he goes like for phantom thread like being a dressmaker like could he, oh, he learned. no i know but like he could learned. he like, like yeah. could he be like levels of like versace and gucci creating their own like dresses <laughs> like for lincoln could he literally stand up in like a political debate and like talk policy for like the 1800s policy like, like how far does he go for, what do you think he did for there will be blood I bet he probably went down to BP and he's like, "Hey, can I just work these oil fields for a month? Let me let yeah. me pull some oil out. This let me clean he up this studied oil. the viscosity of oil for three weeks. Yeah. You know, what I I find abandoned so his child for two years. <laughs> Do you know what I find so interesting about Daniel Lewis? He's like excluding his shorts. I think he's acted in like twenty films. He's a very and he selective start, actor. He started. It's like you think Wacky Phoenix is like twenty four. Sorry, I looked that up. Twenty four. Yeah, yeah. I would think Wacky Phoenix is a selective actor. Wacky Phoenix is a selective actor. He's been notoriously selective about scripts he works with in the past. He's he's yeah, declined. But like, many. Yeah, but like Daniel Day Lewis is selective in a sense that he'll take one movie every four years. No, no but yeah. I mean Wacky Phoenix is, is known to be selective actor in terms of comparatively to other people his age in Hollywood. Yeah, he yes. declines scripts quite a lot. Whereas like Daniel Day Lewis, what started in like probably I don't know late seventies maybe. I, that's a guess, but um, and then he's done twenty four films since then. That's well since two thousand seventeen anyway. That's kind of wild. You guys, think, you guys think Daniel Day is coming back? No. No. Really? Yeah, I don't think you so. You think he'd still have – if – here's a question. If he did, do you think he'd still have it? Do you yes. think he'd still have that? Yeah. The shots? Yes, of course. <laughs> turned, how long has he turned it off for? 2017? Like, six years? So six years? Of course yeah, he would. I, I mean, but 2017 <laughs> before it. that was Lincoln, which was 2012. So he took a five-year gap between Lincoln and Seth and think I think he only comes back if it's like – Scorsese or back. Paul Thomas Anderson, but I don't think he. Does. I, I, don't I don't think he. I don't think he comes back. How old is he? Probably in his mid sixties, maybe. Yeah, I, heard, I already yeah. wanted to play Mister Fantastic, but didn't get that role, so he's probably never coming back now. <laughs> that would be the biggest plot twist in like Hollywood history if <laughs> yeah, Daniel Day Lewis comes back. Like he's he's, he's just... Kang is recasted to Daniel Day Lewis or something. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, no, but, uh, I, I, I truly think if Paul Thomas Anderson hands him a compelling enough script, he will come back. 
Do you think? I don't yeah. think so. If it was going to be one director, it probably they would be Paul Thomas yeah, Anderson, yeah. without yeah. doubt. Yeah. yeah. How much money do you think they'd have to throw at him to get him? I back? don't even know if he's. I don't think he's a money guy. I think it's money thing at all. I truly think he goes to bed. I think he just goes to bed at night and he's like. I've won three Oscars. I've been nominated six times. Like He's I've done, guy, is he? I've yeah, done yeah. everything I've wanted to do in my acting career. I've explored every type of character, every type of genre that I wanted to explore. I don't think it has to do with money with him. I, I, I agree. I, 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 I would also like say, like, good for him in the sense that he, he's. I feel like like jobs like acting and directing and like we'll talk John Williams. How old's John Williams right now? Ninety something. Ninety one retire man like you can still make great music and i'm glad you love it so much but like and i know i know it's not like a real job in the sense that i go to work for eight hours every day like they if john williams doesn't want to work today he's not working today i know it's different in that sense but like retire just take and time like for Francis yourself for coppola like stressing himself yeah. up making a film yeah, yeah. Like, a big like a big sci-fi epic with like so in a lot of ways i, I respect crazy. the shit out of this daniel day just I'm done. I think, oh, yeah. I think the only way he comes back is if it's like the most challenging role he's ever had. Like something that just like completely yeah. makes him have to really. How old is he? I'm going to say mid 60s. He was born in 57. So yeah. he's 66. Oh, 66. Okay. So he's, but, yeah, I, I don't see it happening. I really don't. He's got, he's got more Oscars than DiCaprio. Has he got the most? Uh, DiCaprio is one. He's yeah. like notorious for like not winning Oscars. So, so like that, that was a bold like bold there, like Jack, I feel like. How many Jack Nicholson got two? Yeah, he had two. Yeah. No, he, he's well, he's got two lead, one support. Two, I mean two two lead, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Daniel Day well. yeah, Lewis, the only male that has what did he get uh, supporting in? Uh I didn't know he had a support. Interesting. He does. Batman nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, Batman. Oh really? Okay. No, I just no, 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 no. No, that was a joke. Oh, name, uh, name. What? Oh. Come on. Do you need me to look this up? Can you this look is it up? horrible podcast. I'm looking, I'm yeah. looking it up. Look I didn't up. think we I didn't think we were gonna talk about Daniel Dillow's Oscar history or Jack Nicholson Oscar history. Oh terms of endearment. Terms of endearment. Yeah. Final okay. fun fact is Winona Ryder was <laughs> she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress and she also won the Golden Globe and she was nominated for a lot of the precursors for supporting actress in this role. And she had written a book report on this very Culture. novel in Ninth Grade. Yep. So I, I had that fun fact, Tyler. I like that. Uh, yeah. Also, Daniel Day-Lewis and Michelle Pfeiffer uh, share a birthday. Different years, but same April 29th. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, oh wow. It's, it's soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, happy it is soon. Happy birthday, Daniel Day-Lewis. So he's about to be 66. Yeah. Daniel, if you're listening, happy birthday. Yeah, you know he is. <laughs> also, and this uh, actually might come out on his birthday, honestly. Like Thursday, because it's 27th, right? Might. Yeah. No, 29th. 29th is his birthday. Damn, missed it. Well, let us be the first to wish you a happy birthday. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I also wonder no for like method did. acting, like if he like like cheats on like a significant other, his wife, like does he have to do that in real life? Is he like, sorry, honey, <laughs> this say, is full of the picture. <laughs> it's it's gonna, for a role, I swear. Yeah, it's it's I'm going to say that I really hope not anyway. But. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think so. Not for his wife. No. Every single day he comes home and he's like, listen, I have to. It's for my role. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Uh, that that wraps right up right. our review of That's why he got out of the game. The Age of Innocence by Martin Scorsese. Um so I'm giving it a two point five to a three. Cam gives it a three point five and Seth and George give it a three out of five. So, so we're all around the middle of the middle of the road on it. Um but 
I'd recommend checking it out because it is, you know, a Day Lewis. It is a Scorsese. It is on like the the Letterbox 1001 films you need to see before you die list. It's on Roger Ebert's like oh, really? all time list. Like it's on a lot of people will really hold this one very highly. So it's one worth checking out. Maybe you'll be higher on it than us because there's a lot of people that are higher on it than us. So maybe we're just people that just wasn't our cup of tea. But that wraps up our review. Thank you for uh, thank you Ben Hansey for the suggestion for today's real quick review, and we will see you in the next video.